0: If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters' penal on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. Yes. The punters panel for this uh, 13th of January, 2023. Good morning if you're listening via the podcast or if you're listening, of course, via the radio network around New South Wales or via the tab app around the country. Let's try and find your winner for this Rose Hill meeting tomorrow in Sydney with our punters panel, our team today, Chris Roots, Jet Hatton. We've got Mitch Cohen and also Mike Ward. We've got uh, four very, very good form judges, good punters, I believe. And hopefully they can steer us in. We've got our top four punters, panel multi. It'll be open a little bit later on. So uh, we can hopefully back some winners and enjoy a Saturday on the punt. Chris Roots is uh, here with me live at the Gold Coast. Chris, good morning to you, mate. This Rose Hill meeting looks a good meeting.
1: Yeah, but, um, just a compliment to the Gold Coast. I think everyone everyone's doing the form for the Gold Coast this weekend. But um, one of those meetings at the moment, we get through...
0: Hang on. I don't like the way you've started there. It's almost saying, well my eyes are on the Gold Coast. Get these wrong today. Uh, don't blame me. I don't want that. I want you to get into this Rose Hill meeting or like charging through brick.
1: Well, when you're, when you're looking at really good horses that are, are on their grand final, right. a lot easier to do for them. They're all aiming to peak on this day.
0: I understand that. So, but... so
1: at, in Sydney, we've got a meeting that's going to, Going got some to be, interesting horses. Got to have some interest. Might have a couple of horses that go through to car. Yes, but they're not at, but not at, not at their absolute top. Some of them, are, but not like the Gold Coast where it's grand final.
0: All right, uh, no dramas. all right, let's get to, uh, let's get to our G- Mitch Cowan who's on the line. G'day, Mitch. G'day, boys. What time have you finished up at Tim City last night? Uh, I was in, I was in the the bed. Early, mate, uh, obviously with that uh, Calcutta. I know that we're having uh, some issues at the moment with our sins, so apologies for that. That'll just bounce back uh, pretty soon. Um, Mitch, what are you, are you looking forward to this meeting? Yeah, to be sort
2: i looking forward to the, the
0: race day in general.
2: I've, I'm like Ruder, I've, I've had a look at the Gold Coast, but I've certainly um, knuckled down the form at Rose Hill as well. Uh, there's a few nice golfers I think, the two-year-old race is uh, we might see a couple of those two-year-olds step out as well, so look, it should be a pretty good day in Sydney. It? It's pretty, um, pretty warm and muggy down here, so I'd be expecting a, a pretty dry truck at Roselle.
0: And I say good morning to Mike Wood as well. And I think our audio is sorted now. Sorry about that uh, Darth Vader there, punters. Um, but uh, Mike Wood, uh, this meeting, have we got a bit more confidence in Chris Roots who just started? A It was a very timid, it was almost like uh, one of those opening batsmen that come out for South Africa or India and the ball's just darting around and he doesn't know what to do. He's just sort of looking at the pitch. We need someone to carve it through the covers, mate.
3: Well, I think any form analyst right now has probably got 100 races in front of them, so I know how he feels. Maybe (laughs) it'll it'll become clearer in the morning. I'll be watching the Magic Millions, but obviously my big bets will be at Rose Hill Garden, so hopefully we can get a couple home.
0: And Jet Hatton joining us as well. Jet, how's your confidence, mate?
3: Oh, it's it's not great. It's it's a very oh,
0: tough geez. meeting. I thought
4: it's a very Fair tough income. meeting. So boys, I'm looking for boys, value. if we
0: were going, to, mate, I would not want you boys in the troops. We were, we we're about to arrive at Gallipoli, and everyone's just saying, "Please come on, we need, we need to charge up the hill here."
4: Well, there's no the standout of- bets, I don't think, but there's a lot there's a lot of value I reckon that we can get stuck there and hopefully there's a few big prize winners that I've that I've found there tomorrow.
0: All right, well, let's start with race number seven. And we'll start in this order. I might kick off with you, Mitch. I'll go Mitch Cohen first. Then we'll go to Chris Roots, Mike Wood, and then, Jet, you can bring up um, the the tail. And hopefully we can charge through some winners here. Spacewalk on the text line here. G'day, boys. Uh, keen to have a bet in race seven at Rose Hill tomorrow. It is the Benchmark 88. Spacewalk. Tyler Schiller is a 240 favourite. This is a good little race. Yeah, I
2: think it's a race too, two, though. Um... Uh, you're either probably in the Dehorned Unicorn camp or, or the Spacewalk camp. Spacewalk obviously returning from a spell. He's a gelding now. Um, so, look at how he returned. He looks to have returned in pretty good order based on that trial at Warwick Farm the other day. Uh, he's drawn well. He gets him well at the weight with Tyler Schiller um, on on Saturday with the 53. Tyler obviously doesn't um, claim anymore, but riding very well and hoping to get a, a bit of an extension to, to keep his sort of Premiership hopes alive of defending his apprentice premiership anyway. But uh, look, I lean the way of Dean Horn Unicorn. I'm, look, Joe bright has got this horse absolutely flying at the moment. His only defeat his preparation was against IMB. Now, we know what she's gone and done. There's been talk that she's in Everest calculations and nearly broke the Randwick track record that day, um, albeit with a bit of wind behind her, her back in, in that run. But Dean Horn Unicorn was excellent behind her, and then he's come out and won his next start in, in pretty good order. Uh, look, I think happy to stay
1: with him uh, on Saturday, and I think um, Ruda might be the same. Yeah, Mum with the D, D Horn Unicorn did start six to four against IME, Me. <laughs> it's um and it's been in really good form. Joe really wasn't happy with the ride that day, and um I think it's going to go through the grades. Spacewalk two stone lighter, and you know you 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 look at that and say he had a bit of um, navigational issues. Should we say say there lost the race on protest to. Buenos Nachos at um, at Flemington and
0: probably threw away a rosebud. Has that straightened him up? Isn't that, isn't that better form though? Like he's or just on form, or because it's not exposed, it's three, form, it's because three it's three-year-old form, Dave. I know, but uh, geez, if, if bonas Nachos was in this race, what price would he be? But it is
1: three-year-old form, and that's I know a, it's, that's the that's the. The art of looking at the, looking at these horses, and yeah. I think D Horn Unicorn, we've seen him out and seen what he can do. That's true. And I think he's probably they're both probably going to be stakes horses, but I think he's a he's th- three runs into his pre- preparation. Space work first up. I know he's going to be sharp. I Spoke to James Cummings on Monday, and he was um, he's very keen that he's yeah. going to be a better, much better horse now. And it's not often that Godolphin get it wrong when they
3: geld one and keep them in work for themselves.
0: Yeah, I think that's a key little point there too. Uh, Mike, how have you seen this?
3: Well, yeah, I think on paper it looks like a possible race in two, but you dig a bit deeper, there's some questions, I think. Spacewalk, just looking through his video comments, he peaks on his run almost every start, doesn't he? The gelding this preparation? Will he be more genuine to the line? A horse with one win at Canterbury worries me. The long straight at Rosehill Gardens and Dehorn Unicorn flying, but... Two starts ago at Roundwick, he had such a low weight. And last start, just held off quick tempo. I think at the weights, at the odds, I think horses like Mr. Mosaic leading on the rails and Super Pursuit, getting the trail behind Spacewalk could be small bets, but small bets only.
0: What about yourself, Jet?
3: I was
4: keen to be with Spacewalk. I know I know it is only three-year-old form, but he did beat Buenos Notches that day. And that horse obviously went on to run pretty close to gig Kick, and that horse had three-year-old form and won the Everest, so... I think that's pretty decent and Buenos Noches also ran third in secret in the in the Cool Mall which is obviously one of the most exciting sprinters in the country. J-Mac just never let him go in that latest trial at Warwick Farm. I thought he was pretty good that day and, and he, I do think he's a stakes class horse taking on a couple of off-season sprinters and with only 53 kilos I think he'll be pretty hard to beat. on Unicorn's obviously the one up and running and he's got the runs on the board this campaign and obviously the IME form line reads pretty well and did get the job done last time, but he's going to be giving away a couple of kilos to a pretty nice horse. And another one I could make a case for. I was obviously pretty keen on VL Master last time and just probably raced a bit flat second up off a long break. And I think if you can forgive that, he'll run pretty well at around $16. All
0: right, boys. Uh, let's go to race number eight to Saigon here. Brett Preble in town now. Uh, so he's looking to try and get some winners on the board to kickstart his Sydney adventure. Uh, it's your five-dollar favourite here in front of Banju at 5.50 and Arty And Mitch, how have you seen race eight?
2: I think it's pretty tricky this one. Um, yeah, Saigon the favourite, obviously, on the short backup after finishing. It looked like he won last week against Brumos but. Uh Nash
3: just got through
2: most over the line for that sort of for the favourite backers at least, but uh, he was excellent last week. I'm not with him though. I, I think yeah, you could make a case for for a lot of these, and I, I'm not wouldn't be going into this race with a lot of confidence. But I'm uh, standing with Major Arty I think saw enough first up uh, from him, beaten less than a length first up from a break. Uh, yes, he's drawn wide, but I think they I'll probably go forward and hopefully sort of settled, maybe just outside the league. Filling Gibbons claim gets him in 59.5, um, which isn't too bad. I think he's a noted second-up improver. He's shown that in the past. He's won twice second-up at this stage of his preparation and should derive plenty of benefit from that first-up run. But, uh, yeah, I'm with Major Hardy, but, yeah, with no real confidence. It's a it's a difficult race to to um, line them all
1: up. And just going back to Saigon, when it strikes form, this Mayor, it, it keeps... Um it keeps going and keeps winning, so I think it's going to be the one that, one that'll um, be 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 there. Brett Prebble's very very keen to get off to a good start. If he can kick home a few winners early on, I think he'll become very popular. When you look at the jockeys' ranks, you've got James McDonald out on top, and then three apprentices in the in the Premiership. So there there is a, a bit of a hole there at the moment um, on that next level with Nationaler, Tommy Berry, and the like. So um, that's where Brett Preble might fit in, and if He'll be very keen to get off and running. A double would be perfect for him tomorrow.
3: Yeah, to interesting we start yeah. interesting we started off with two horses, Spacewalk and Saigon. I think they're both very good horses, but they've both got the same weakness. Just the last 100 metres, they don't tend to go on with it. you could see that last fight with Saigon. She looked home for all money and she's got a lot of credit for fighting back on the inside. But I also think Saigon is just one of those horses, if you want to back her, you've got to back her each way because she can peak. Um, it's a bit busy on pace, but I like the on-paces. What price would Banju be if he was trained by Chris Waller? That was a massive win last start. I think Mitch is on the right track with Majorati and 2 Big Fari is good each way value too.
4: Yeah, Mike's got it there, I'm with 2 Big Fari here. I thought he was in a super run last time when he was just off of an eight-week freshen up after taking on the Little Dance, which was a pretty, pretty good race with Steely coming out, and obviously running some pretty good races behind Nugget. I like the wider draw here rather than barrier three, so he just doesn't get stuck up on the inside and, and looking for room like he was last time. And, and hopefully my own bullet can just ride him with a little bit of cover and, and with plenty of space to rattle home down the outside. Missed the 16 bucks that was, was there the other day, but I'm still happy to step in at the nine. And I thought Saigon, I thought she had Moss cold last week and Tad probably would have had the make a statue if, if Saigon had a one for Moss. And got to respect her going around again. And she's obviously, as Chris said, it, when she holds, gets her form, she normally starts racing pretty well. So she's probably next best.
0: Let's go now to the next one on the punters panel, of course. You're with uh, the great Chris Roots, Mike Wood, Jet Hatton, and also Mitch Cohen. And we're going to go now to race number three on the card, guys. The tab highway. I know these highways are difficult, but is this King of Spades a pretty serious horse? 3.20 in favourite.
2: Yeah, I'm to back him for sure. I think you he should... Just be better than these. I know he probably wasn't fully wound up first up from a break, or albeit it wasn't the longest of breaks, so he probably had a little bit of residual fitness from the preparation before. But uh, look, you have to love the way he did it first up uh, there, and I think the step up to 1500 meters should suit him nicely. That was first up over 1400 meters, and and he was still too good for them. stepped up to 1500 now, and I think he's yeah certainly the horse to beat. I, I think one of those horses that can get a couple of these highways out of the way pretty quickly. Uh, look, you look at his recent record, and he's, he, he placed in three highways before that, to the second, come back and win one, and I think he can put a few together. He gets in pretty good again with Dylan Gibbons' claim, which I think is going to be gravy on Saturday, and I think Dylan Gibbons is probably going to be a chance to ride a few winners.
1: Yeah, it was a good win last start, wasn't it? And had consistent highway form, which we always talk about in highways that, those horses that show up in highways continue to show up show up in highways, so I'm with Easton Glow here. I just think it's put together three on end, come back, one at Maria first up, Keith Dryden would have been absolutely sweating that there wasn't 20 or th- 25 horses in the field, because being a Canberra trainer, he wouldn't have, would have been the first balloted. Gets in Tyler Schiller, 57 and a half. It's rated up to its best, but I think he'd like to put away one of these um, highways. and. Being a class three horse now, it's the it's his time.
3: Yeah, two main winning chances for me. King of Spades is one, but probably the right price. And I'm with Ruder on Eastern Glow. We beat a horse with city grade form last start. It's just got some nice style about him. He sticks on well. He fights hard. Listen for riding announcements because there's a chance he could go forward. And if he goes forward, he's an even better chance. And if you want one at odds, I think Little Profit could do something at monster odds. Beat Zaru in the Tari qualifier. Uh, had the first up, second up. Maps well, just needs to see out the 1,500 metres of big odds.
0: I'm going to continue first... the run. Oh, sorry, Jen. Sorry,
3: mate. I was going to say I'm going to continue
4: the run here. I'm with Easton Bale as well. I thought she had plenty of, plenty of fight when I beat Slipman at Maria last time. And if Keith Dryden's bringing it to town, he obviously thinks it has a nice nice win and hope. And King of Spades, obviously a model of consistency and tough highway horse. And he'll obviously be in the mix again. But I just probably couldn't take the $3.20 about him and... Zaru was good again last time, but four dollars twenty for a horse is only one, two from 28. I Wouldn't want to really step into that price.
0: Let's go to the first race, boys. Obviously, a very interesting race. We're meant to see this Steel City in the debut, but uh, didn't obviously get a run, and we see it debut uh, here in Sydney. I find it really interesting that um, I mean, it's look, obviously great that uh, you know the the t- the stable can and connections can use Jay Allen, but uh, what well, they know good jocks in Sydney that they wanted to put on the back. I mean, there's there's plenty in the room there. Um, so I find that interesting. But we see Jay Allen in Sydney. Does it just win?
2: I think Jay Allen would have might have had something to do with it himself, stepping on and, and, and getting his sort of keeping an association with a very nice filly
0: that could be going for He wouldn't have written it up here. He wasn't writing it up here, though. James was booked, wasn't he? Up, Jay- up in up on the yeah, Gold Coast. Up on the Gold and Coast. And, but, and, that, uh, and by the way, that's not me potting John Allen because that's John you, Allen... That's
1: you That's you. just no. saying you're on the Gold Coast. No, that's
0: that's me <laughs> saying that I have won a stack off Johnny Allen uh, because he's a freak. But I just find that I just, you know, good luck to him. But, I, yeah, there's, there's plenty of good jocks in Sydney still. Um, yeah, there's
2: plenty of good jocks in Sydney, but obviously there's a few suspensions around at the moment and a, a few through on the Gold Coast. So, um, look... There's, there's opportunities in Sydney this weekend for, for a lot of riders who probably wouldn't usually get those as many opportunities as they've got these weekends um, and I'm sure they'll try and make the most of it. Look, I'm with Steel City um, I think it's hard not to like uh, I, I won't be diving in at the $1.70 that he is now with the tab but um, look, I thought it's, it's, it's hard not to be impressed with the two trials of this Merchant Navy silly um, look, the most recent trial with Rockabilly Rebel who I think is also a very nice horse and Bakers that we got to follow through the carnival. They, they got the rest by about 10 lengths and sort of got in a um, sort of a sparring match at the front um, to the line but the two trials have been excellent. I think the dangers is obviously um, red resistance from the Waterhouse Bot Camp. Interestingly enough, um, red resistance is out of Heatherly um, who finished third in the 2016 Oakley Plate and uh, Steel City's out of Pittsburgh Cly, which finished fourth in that same Oakley Plate in 2016. So uh, both their mums went head to head in a group one not so long ago. Yeah. These two I think will be going head to head on Saturday, but I think we've got to go with Steel City based on what we've seen at the trials and from a very astute stable in Kiramar and David Usus.
1: Well you could see Mitch walking around with those breeding stats here, can't you Dave? He'd be he'd well, it was Caroline,
0: I didn't know yeah, what was going on. It's, yeah, it's just
1: amazing. Um interestingly with John <laughs> Allen John Allen. Now, I spoke to David Eustace yesterday. I'm surprised Dave hasn't got him sitting here to tip him one for the, to keep, him, keep himself happy for the next the couple of days. I'm going to
0: try and find David. Now, you know what? I'm going to text him right now. You wanna come it. on, Chris. Anyway, I um,
1: spoke to David Eustace about this, and they just wanted one of their guys. And John Allen's part of the team there at Ma Racing. And um, with a few jockeys away and things like that, they've um, brought him up, and he's come up for this two-year-old. Now, that tells you a lot about what yeah. they think about it. Dollar seventy. I know Waterhouse Bot
0: are very keen on red resistance. Okay. Um, so probably a
1: racing too.
0: Have you ever Have you ever been though involved in your time in the press, Chris, and spoken to a trainer before a two-year-old race, and they go, "Mate, I got none. I got none." <laughs> I think uh, that's, <laughs> the, that's yeah, the beauty of a blank you, canvas.
1: Uh, you move on when when they sort of say, you know, "I'm <laughs> not too keen to talk about that."
3: Yeah, not.
0: <laughs> <I spoke> to, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. I, I spoke to Adrian Bot on Sunday, and I went up to him, and I. Was doing something on so on Glenn's um, horses. He's got four in the Magic Millions, and I, um, he, his racing manager Steve O'Connor, mentioned to me, I've oh, got a really nice horse in Sydney. So I went up to Adrian and I said, um, How about red, red Resistance in Sydney? And he goes, How do you know about that? So that tells you a bit that they, oh.
0: they, they oh, and, and do you get a spring in your step when you when you you well, spring them like that? Well,
1: sometimes you you know you, the reaction was just what you what you think that they what you they've want got a a they um. They've got a bit of an opinion of it, so at the price, you probably have to back Red Resistance. I think Steel City, there'll be, there, there's a massive push for it, and the John Allen push is massive as, as we see. Yeah. but I'm, I'm with Red Resistance.
0: Alright, we go to you, Mike.
3: Yeah, there must have been some chatter on the Gold Coast the last couple of days about Steel City. It's been smashed. I think you boys are probably getting the best mail. For the debutante two-year-old at the sale, I've got no knock on it. Obviously, the trial was good. It was fast. I think Red Resistance was good as well. Interesting to hear what Peter and Paul Snowden say about Sigmet the next couple of days. It looks like a tough little daughter of not a single doubt that could do something and Queen of Dragons will be strong late. But yeah, the male is strong for Steel City, isn't it?
1: The Steel City yeah. the Still City let's let's just go back. For the Steel City last trial, it had to win that trial to get into the debutant. That's what caused the um, absolute um, almost race race tempo in the in the race. And if you look at the trial, they look back at and see where where everyone else is, and they can't
4: believe how far they're in front.
0: Mm. Jet, yeah, it was it was
4: pretty good at the, at the trial. Steel City, I I'd probably just couldn't take a dollar seventy in a in a race full of debutants. With obviously there's some pretty pretty handy horses in the race. I thought Queen of Dragons was really good at the trials. Strong through the line behind um, the Magic Millions favourite Empire of Japan. There, what I wanted to be with a bit of odds with the Autumn Sun cult. Um, Ortuno. He's the same ownership as Profondo and Castelvecchio, the same duck who bought them two for Richard Litt has bought Ortuno for him at, at 400000 and he had a slick turn of foot in his, his latest trial and I, I think looks over the odds at, at about $26 at the moment
0: let's go to the next race, we're on the punters panel uh, race 5 we're going to look at here boys another one here for the uh, the Mar Eustace team Royal Merchant is a 390 favourite in front of Cotton Fingers at $6 and this Regal Pom, Annabelle gave it a push yesterday uh, when we spoke to her on Racing HQ, she said probably the best of her two chances on the car was Regal Pom and Brett Preble ride from the inside uh, as we go to you Mitch Yeah I found it to be a
2: pretty tricky race this one as well but uh, look, I certainly could make a case for Regal Tom. Um if, if we want to turn to race 6, I, I don't mind uh, Sorry in race 6, so if I, if I don't mind Sorry, I don't mind Regal Throm as well, I thought um, look, the other day, he was, he was pretty good, making up ground closest to the fence, under, under a pretty big weight as well, carrying 62 that day and uh, look, he was doing his best work late in that race, I lean towards Cotton Fingers I thought he was, he was pretty good first up, uh, finishing Second behind Fielding there at Warwick Farm, uh, he's entitled to plenty of improvement. Second up, um, tends to race well fresh, and he's only a lightly raced fella, but he's got a decent record. Only one win to his name, but a couple of placements there, and he's a gelding now. Um, I think he was this last preparation was placed at this track and trip behind Pizarro and, and Damage Prince. Now we know James is had a pretty good record in recent times. with Pizarro as a nice horse It just didn't go uh, to plan last weekend. If you were backing him, uh, so yeah, I think um, Cotton's fingers in a pretty open affair. Yeah, it's, um,
1: um, Regal Pom got stopped more times in the straight at, on Boxing Day than Dave gets stopped for autographs around uh, Magic Millions. Like it was just, <laughs> it was just a horror show. He just, he went back to the inside, and just, just when he was getting his momentum, he'd, he'd get stopped again. And I just think. It was one of those runs that he's either going to absolutely bounce off and, and win, or it might be one of those runs where he runs flat after it because, because he just lost a bit of confidence. I'm with Royal, Royal Merchant. If it had one last start, it'd be up here in the in the Magic Millions guineas. That means it's peaking for this day. Not too keen about the price. I would, would prefer better odds, but I think I've got it on top just from Regal Pond.
3: Yeah, Regal Poms one of those horses that just tries so hard, isn't he? I think there was 10% for sale I was looking at in the English sales. and good on the person that picked that up because it's going to give you a lot of fun in the city. Feel a little little bit unlucky first up. He's reliable, will run well, but it's not necessarily always the one to win. I think the, Mitch is on the right mark with Cotton Fingers. It's going to be very hard to beat. And Ruder as well with Royal Merchant. I think they're the two to beat. Royal Merchant can go forward. Cotton Fingers, just a little bit slow to begin sometimes, but there should be enough tempo for him. And straight Acer... Can take up a spot midfield, and he's my third pick, too.
2: Yeah, glad I yeah. thought Straight Acer was really good there um, the other day, despite dropping a big check. So I think he'd run a big race. Sorry, Jeff.
4: That's right. Uh, I thought that was quite a bit of pace in the race, and I thought it set up for a horse like Kaido. He's a former Kiwi that he was first up for Joe Fry the other day, and although he finished eighth, he was only two, length, two lengths off Yoshino, and he looked to be battling about 300 out, but he's just really, really strong through the line over the last 200 or so. So... Looks to be quite a bit of speed on him, just with 53 on his back and, and a wide barrier. I think Cathy O'Hara can just, just snag him back and, and run home at huge odds. And another another one in set up for is cotton fingers. He'll probably be a few pairs closer than Hokkaido, but the race looks to set, set up nicely for him. And off a good first up run, he should have improvement to come.
0: All right, so we're going to continue the punters panel. We're not too long away from opening our multi as well for our top four multi. For this uh, Friday, of course, for the Saturday meeting, I want to go to the last boys snapped here. Very, very interesting runner for the Freedman stable, and we see um, M Cartwright in town, and probably one of the best back runners all day.
2: Yep, and I'm with her. I think um, Matt Cartwright's come up for a couple of rides for the two for the Freedman camp, but I, I dare say this is the reason he's come up to to ride this mare. Um, obviously, rode a last start. And what was a terrific win at Sandown, obviously got a long well, was back last and then just rattled home and, and won easily, really. This is a step up, obviously, but, look, she looks like a, a really nice mare in the making. She's won three of five, so um, you can't doubt her, her will to win, that's for sure. Um, she's returned in terrific order, and I think, yeah, she's certainly the horse to beat and with the money coming for her. Um, look, it's, it's hard to stay away.
1: Yes, three from five, Snap ran home in 32... 48 if you don't mind last start so um, come from back in the field probably wasn't supposed to be there but overcome that um, heavily backed early on they're looking at a group three race they're looking at this the run to get to a group three race in Melbourne next start so okay um, it's um, looking at bigger and better things it's one of those horses on this program that we might be hearing a lot more off during the autumn I think they've they've definitely got it down as as a group horse and they that's where that's where they want to go, but they need one more run to get to 1,300 at Sandown in three weeks.
0: OK, beautiful. Uh, we go to you, Mike.
3: Yeah, I mean, she, she ran time. She's got a couple of convictions back in her record, a couple of starts. She's been slightly disappointing, but the time was good. She's a powerful type that should like Rose Hill. Will she go right-handed? I'm not sure. Will she travel up to Sydney? Um so it's all about, do you bet early? Three bucks would have been nice but I missed that. So maybe I will wait late. I'm also watching Forzanini in the yard as well. I thought the trials were good. She can mix her form as well. And if both of them don't parade well, the race really opens up. But nothing against snapped at all.
0: Yeah, Forzanini a yeah, trial good, didn't it, Jed? Yeah. Well, I know
4: if, if Glenn was on the on the program, he'd probably be, be pot and snapped because it's a Victorian yeah, race. Mate, a... mate, Glenn's on one of his many holidays he has. Yeah, he looked no. like he was living it up on the on the Sky Thoroughbred program the other day on, on the beach.
0: Yeah, he's... Uh, no, he, he couldn't... Uh, he had to get to the airport this morning to... I think he was playing a bit of Uber. But uh, he'll be on the coverage tomorrow. He'll be nice and refreshed for the coverage tomorrow, G-Muns. Nothing wrong with him. Um, but he, I, it's the first thing I thought of when I saw this horse. He'd be going, nah, Victorian, first time. First time Rose CMA, Hill. No, yeah. Rose Hill... Yeah, he'd be potting. He'd be saying, just just keep, be- keep, be- keep betting. Keep betting. Keep betting. I wonder if the... Well, Monday's not here,
4: so I'm going to step in You're going to do it? Out. Beautiful. He'd be yeah, proud of you, it. mate. Uh-huh. He'd be proud. Yeah. Bar- Barrier, why not? She's going to get back. I don't know where she's going to get get in from there. Obviously, she's a very nice horse, but as you said, Victorian, first start at Rose Hill. I'm going to be against here and go with a horse like Key, Key Royale. She's had two pretty good runs back from a break, and... First one was behind Barossa Rosa, which went on to win the Naji up in Queensland. And the second was behind Sunshine in Paris, which is a pretty nice filly. The only thing I have against her is she's back to 1,100 for the first time in her career. All of her runs have been over 1,200 or more. But if the stable's doing that, I've obviously got a bit of confidence. So, yeah.
0: All right, I like it boys let's get to our punters panel multi tips out because this is going to open in the next couple of minutes and for those that are wanting to find it it's under the today's offers section on your tab app or the tab website uh, it's under the sports icon you'll see the punters panel multi uh, your selection to run top four tomorrow at Rose Hill Mitch
2: I'm with Per in a way. I
3: think
0: she's one of the better bets on the program and um, I caught the end of Chris Lee
2: speaking earlier um, obviously they, they like this mare she's built a pretty good record and the idea of this multi is to get them in the placing she's a four-time winner and three-time place getter at 10 starts so she she rarely misses the placings or, or runs a bad race two of her runs this prep well two of those misplacements were at the start of this preparation but um chris put the blinkers on last time at gosford and and that gave her a peach i think um she can bounce off that win uh, Dylan Gibbons again, I found him. I'm gonna be um, I could be building a shrine for Dylan Gibbons by the end of the day. But uh, look, I think she's a great player around the six fifty mark, but also for that punter's punnel multi. Interesting to see contributing factor first up from a spell though, back from about that six fifty mark in the you know, about four twenty yesterday, a slight drift out to four eighty, but they're obviously expecting a pretty forward showing from him first up.
1: I'm with the old unicorn. I just think it's the best bet on the programme. I think we might actually get a price that's going to be pretty good to have a bet here, here if um, the money comes for, for Spacewalk. So I've got it on top. It'll be interesting to see um, how far these horses go after this race. I think there's about five horses that you'll really be watching to see whether they can bounce into the, into
3: the autumn. Yeah, looking for a good top four bet. Race nine, number four, Tony B. Chris Waller, 2,000 metres. Off an unlucky run. Sam Clipperton,
0: barrier two. Has to go close. Yeah, I think that's a good one, Mike. Uh, what about yourself?
4: Too big farrier. I thought he should run top four first up with a more suitable barrier to, to get some clear running down the outside. I think he'll run, run top four for the punters.
0: OK, sensational. Now, boys, that multi has, I believe, just opened. If you head to today's offers, as we mentioned, you'll see it under the uh, the sports offers uh, opened and the partners panel multi, uh, I can tell you the price it's going to be. If uh, it's not open just yet, it'll be open the next minute. Uh, that's what I'm being told. Uh, but uh, they're going to open it at a max bit of $25. And the price for all those runners to run top four is $12. Twelve dollars. So twelve dollars for those runners to run top four. They, they could have given
2: us more than that, surely.
0: do they. Well, they're probably a bit nervous. Maybe. Maybe they're a bit nervous because see, no Marlow today. Marlow's calling Gosford. Usually, when Marlow's on, they'll get quite uh, quite lenient. <laughs> and maybe, maybe Muns can also pull some strings there as well. Uh, the prop number, if you're out there and you're playing the prop number, uh, you're looking at one four seven double zero six one four seven. 006, 147 006, that's if you're playing the prop, you can actually put that number in your tab app and search it, but $12 for Purr and Away, Dehorned Unicorn, Two Big Fari, and also the other runner as well, That's the biggest price we've had for a long time. $12, it's not bad, you can jump on now, uh, already 4000 has been invested, I'm being told, on that particular multi, and that will continue to grow. That'll be open until I get to about a liability of around that $200,000 mark, so uh, that sort of seems to be where they hit the threshold and start to get nervous, so... That's open as we speak. Uh, $12, the HQ Punners Panel Best, right now, with that prop number of 147006. And as I said, under today's offers, under the sports section, you'll see it straight away on the Tab app and also the Tab website. Just some best bets. um, If they're not involved with that multi, what is your best bet for the program? I'll come to you first, Mitch. Uh, Outside of Pura and
2: Away, which I thought was one of the better bets on the program, I'm keen to back in race six if, if provided they run um look he's also nominated for kembler on saturday and I'm, i haven't quite spoke to ross mcconville yet to see which way they're going but i thought sorry was a great 8 way bet in uh, in that dn andretti race the, the midway i thought he was excellent first up and at around that 14 dollars mark he, i think he's a great bet
0: your best on the card
1: I'm with d horn unicorn i think it's the best bet on the program i think it's in outstanding form and will um It'll it'll be tested, but I think it can get the chocolates.
0: All right. Uh, what about yourself, Mike?
3: I think uh, Dalalat in the midway and cover on Mitch's tip. And if I get any riding instructions coming through for so am I in race four going forward, I'll be backing that too. What, what about yourself,
0: What uh, yourself, Jen?
4: I'm pretty keen on Dan Andretti. I think she's a pretty nice, pretty nice filly, and wasn't too bad first starter of a long break. And she's obviously a pretty classy horse in the midway, so I think she'll be hard to beat.
0: Sensational. Gents, thanks for being a part of the uh, Punners panel this morning on Racing HQ. As we mentioned, that particular Punners panel, Best Multi, Purr and Away, Dehorned Unicorn, Tubig Fari and Tony B. That is open as we speak. And uh, it is uh, $12 currently for that price, $25 max bet, and we've taken just a tick over 10000 on it. And right on cue, G Munsey, you blokes need to lift and really pot some runners.